Google's new dubbing tool. The latest from podnews.net with the podcast show, the new international festival for podcasting in London this May. Google's Area 120 has unveiled a product called Allowed, which automatically dubs videos into multiple languages, rather than just the subtitles that happen on current YouTube clips. We see no reason why it wouldn't work for audio, too. If you just added a blank video file, let us know if you give it a go. What's an indie podcast? In the Ambies, Aftershock has been nominated in the Best Indie Podcast category. The show was announced in July last year as a co-production with the very un-indie iHeartMedia. Indie podcaster Maribel Quesada-Smith is disappointed, saying the intention behind creating an indie category is to amplify and celebrate the work of indie creators. Pod News will be a podcast movement and just announced our editor, James Cridland, that's me, will be giving the first keynote on March the 24th, unveiling the results of the Pod News report card and how publishers see the big platforms. Come for the report card and the skinny guy in the suit and stay for Will Ferrell. Libsyn quietly improved its monthly hosting plans in early February, more than trebling the available storage for its cheapest plan and increasing most of its others. Blueberry announced similar changes yesterday. Another way to make your storage space go further is to lower your bitrate. And it might come as a surprise to you that depending on how you're listening to this podcast, it's either 64K stereo or 48K mono. Sirius XM has announced its latest exclusive distribution and sales agreement, this time with Revolver Podcasts. SXM Media gets exclusive ad sales rights. Radio Days Europe has announced a podcast summit in Malmö in Sweden this May. James Cridland, Pod News's editor, that's me, will be moderating. Among the speakers are Edison Research's Tom Webster, Rob Greenlee from Libsyn's AdvertiseCast, Julie Shapiro from PRX, and Brian Barletta from Sounds Profitable. Barometer and Oxford Road have launched a tool to help advertisers understand what content is in the podcast they're considering advertising in. The tool allows advertisers to filter podcast shows and episodes that don't align with their brand values and safety requirements, and also monitors for positive messages like tolerance. And the Australian podcast ranker for February has been released. Case File is still number one. The highest new entry is Last Podcast on the Left, which returned to open podcasting on February the 4th. There's also a brand new number one podcast publisher in Australia. Uh, no, only joking. It's still ARN's iHeart Podcast Network Australia, which has improved its lead over its rival SCA's listener. Now, time for Kids Corner, and there's been lots of movement in kids' podcasting recently, like Macmillan Children's Publishing Group, which has announced a partnership with kids' podcast company Pinner to adapt their podcasts into books. The books will be launched in early 2023. WonkyBot, a narrative podcast company for kids and families, has announced an expansion of their Tara Tremendous franchise into the Tremendous Universe and signed Linda Gray, who's Sue Ellen Ewing from Dallas, although she's done plenty of other things, as a voice actor. And Penguin Workshop, iHeartMedia and Radio Point have announced a new kids comedy quiz show, The Who Was Podcast. It's based on a Netflix show and book series of the same name. Here's a stat for you. Every 13 seconds, a WhoHQ book is sold, they say. 
Now, the return of a section we hope wasn't returning, but still, here it is again, Spammer Corner. Yes, podcast host Acast is still spamming podcasters, even co-founders of rival podcast networks, or hosts of shows that ended three years ago. Libsyn's Rob Walsh correctly notes that friends don't send emails starting Hello Friend, as Acasts do, and they don't spam. Hypocritically, Acast actually offers its customers a tool to obfuscate their email address in their RSS feed so that it'll, quote, help our podcasters avoid unwanted spam. So it's a problem that the company is more than aware of then. Email marketing is one part of our marketing strategy, said Ross Adams, the company's CEO, when we last asked, so we won't bother again. Radio Public, which was also sending out ACAST promotional spam, has had its privacy page restored again after we reported last week that it was missing. However, it dates from 2016. It's authored by Jake Shapiro, who left Radio Public to join Apple two years ago, and it claims if we merge with another company, we'll notify you before the transfer and you can opt out. Well, the last email from Radio Public to its users was a full year before Acast bought Radio Public's assets a year ago. We've asked Acast for details about how the promised notification happened. And in People News, Ryan Christians has been appointed SVP scripted content at Campfire Studios. He was formerly with Mark Platt Productions and he'll be helping expand Campfire's scripted slate. It's 10th of March. The war in Ukraine lasts for 15 days. 14 out of these 15 days, I'm the soldier in the Territorial Defense Unit. In podcast news, Yuri Matsarsky is a Ukrainian journalist turned civilian fighter amongst the Russian invasion of Ukraine. In Fighting for Ukraine, he'll bring daily updates from the front lines of the Ukrainian resistance. It's reporting from a war zone like you've never heard. Profoundly Pointless is celebrating a nomination in the Ambies. The press release says they have celebrities, studios and a wide range of producers, marketers and engineers. Nick Vinzant has an iPhone, a trial Canva subscription and a full-time job. But despite these massive differences, Vinzant's show Profoundly Pointless has just been nominated for an Ambie for Best Interview Podcast alongside John Stewart, Jameel Hill and shows created and promoted by major podcast networks. Good luck, Nick. And behind the mic with Audiophile magazine today features a chat with Pushkin Industries owner Malcolm Gladwell, interviewed by Michelle Cobb, who's publisher of Audiophile magazine and also executive director of the Podcast Academy. Gladwell's enthusiasm for the podcast format is one of the founding principles of Pushkin, they say, and this special episode explores what is beyond the boundaries of traditional audiobooks as a result of the explosion of the podcasting industry. This podcast is brought to you by The Podcast Show, the new international festival for podcasting in London this May. It's a two-day business event with speakers like the CEO of Wondery, Jen Sargent, and Steph Simon from Clubhouse. Access to over 120 global brands and unmissable live shows. You can get 20% off day passes with the code PODNEWS at thepodcastshowlondon.com. And that's the latest from our newsletter. To read all the stories in full and subscribe, we're at podnews.net. 